This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. The first four hours were simply in a moose-bouche. I'm stuffed. I can't remember the last time I ate this much. Sure you don't want no dessert? Not for me. Yeah, I'm good. Your table is ready for Carmen and Lima's emerging podcast scene. We're brought to you by Extend, XTENDAV.com. Wonderful people with Extend Technologies and Broadview Heights. Hello, Tone! Hey, what's going on? And we're two guys talking. Did you ever right. see that? That's right. That That's Joey right. Molinaro thing. I did, yeah. That was funny. You showed that to me. That's right. Yes. Um, I actually went back and watched his. He did that video of Brian Kelly mm-hmm. when he got the job and Nick Saban congratulated him. He's like, oh, Nick Saban, hello. Like he's in the thick southern accent. Mm-hmm. It was fantastic. What's wrong? What are you uh, everybody, about? Everybody's ripping Brian Kelly for all these videos where he's obviously trying too hard yeah. and trying to be cool with the young kids. I. Is everybody going to apologize if he wins a national championship this year or well, next year? I'm like, everybody's ripping him, but those are five-star recruits that he's dancing with. And they're with, going so... there, and they're going to go play there. I mean, as long as we feel better, right? <laughs> I don't know. I think that right. this year, like if I were to look at where they're at this year with what they lost and what they're bringing in, mm-hmm. even, and they're bringing in some guys, they're pounding the transfer portal, by the way. They have to because they were out of time on that recruiting class. You think nine and three? Uh, Nine and three, eight and four. Yeah, I mean, I, I, I guess, I guess the end doesn't necessarily matter what the record is this year, except just the heat. He, there's going to be a lot of heat if he doesn't win immediately. Yeah, but I mean, even well, okay, say he starts off. What's their non-con? Do you know? No, I don't know. It doesn't matter. It just you know, I'm just saying, if he starts off three and zero oh and ends up eight and four. Mm-hmm. You know, you go five and four your final nine games. It's not a big deal. But it's at year two. Year one. Yeah, year two is going to be a big one. But year one is whatever. Um, Tom Brady. We'll, we'll get to the shows here in a second. Tom Brady retires. Your thoughts? Uh, it's it's one of the weird athletes in sports history where obviously the respect is there. He's amazing. I've called him the best football player ever. And we've gotten heated arguments about why can't a quarterback be considered the best ever when the whole game revolves now around the Would quarterback. Would you like to dust that off? We can. We can. But before I get to that. I'm uh, talking about the show tomorrow. I, I do have to say that I don't. He wasn't one of those guys like it when. <clears throat> I'm trying to think of some of the greats that I just absolutely loved watching them play. Any of the sports, football, basketball, baseball. Yeah. And especially I used to really enjoy baseball players back in the in the 90s, obviously, and some of the 2000s. Now as much they're, they're not as entertaining to me for whatever reason. But Tom Brady isn't somebody that I got excited to put on television. He did not have the wow factor to me other than oh, he won. Stuff. He just always won and their respect was there and I was always Part of it was I was always like, no one's going to beat him. He just can't lose. It just seems like the guy can't lose. And the fact that he was able to get to, was it nine Super Bowls in the end? 
was it nine or ten? It was ten. He had ten yeah. Super Bowls and he won seven? Yeah, seven wins. So I know he had three losses in there and should have been many more. But I didn't enjoy watching him. I uh, And that wasn't even a rivalry thing. We had no rivalry uh, with New England. I, I enjoyed it. Other than maybe Belichick I prospered there. I, I just saw some weird tweet I got from somebody who's like, real fans <laughs> like to watch and break down film. I go, no, real fans really like to hang oh, out no. and watch football and cheer. The only the time they were really fun to watch, they yeah. didn't win. They went 18-1. and one. Yeah. But the time- that team was awesome to watch. I, so I stand corrected. You're right. With Randy Moss, yeah. that team was awesome to watch. But I also loved watching them lose in the Super Bowl. Peyton Manning, I enjoyed watching play. For whatever reason, he entertained me way more than Tom Brady ever did. See, I, I enjoyed it because I used to hate Tom Brady when I was much younger because Tom Brady's been playing 22 years. So I was, what, 13 years old when Tom Brady mm-hmm. uh, started in the NFL. Boy, you think about that. He was, I was, I didn't know how to drive. We were virgins. Uh, we didn't, I was not obviously married or had kids, obviously. Uh, I was not even out of junior high yet when Tom Brady started. So that's an incredible career. Do you remember the Kurt Warner Super Bowl? Yes. I, I will tell you about that actually off the podcast. Yeah, I mean, I was. Some people might take it the wrong way. It's weird. I was rooting against Kurt Warner in that Super Bowl. I can just tell you right now. So, you know, Liz and I are, um, we go to church. We are church-going folk. My dad and I, at a oh, this doesn't sound good. At the end of that, at after the Super Bowl, my dad and I would walk by each other in hallways, and be like, "Thank you, Jesus." And I was like 11 years old, doing that to my dad. I did it to him first. He thought it was funny. Sorry, it's true. It's probably not a good thing to say. You're not giving me any reaction. Well, just, just let me co- hang out there. I'm just confused why everybody. why you were doing that. Because uh, I, th- I thought it was a weird thing to yell on the Super Bowl podium. Okay. 12 years old. Are you just going to let me flounder out here? I, okay. I, well, then that's I mean, why I'm going to start It was his anything is possible. <laughs> Kevin Garnett. Anyway. You didn't think there were some things odd that people say when they're on the Super Bowl podium or NBA championship, like Kevin Garnett saying anything's possible or any of that other oh, stuff? Oh, yeah. I... Um, I guess what Elway and Boland and and there were some weird things said when they won the Super Bowl. I thought Cleveland, this one's for you, was kind of weird. Really? Yeah. <laughs> I did think it felt a little forced. He's because fans the... loved it. They gobbled that up so much. Yeah, but if he would have said pee pee poo poo, yeah, boy, anything would have. They would have liked that. Too. I would have yeah. laughed. They would have been hilarious. They really would have, but obviously, like, like LeBron knew he had to say that. Can we right. say that on the, on the podcast? You can say bitch say boy. Say whatever you want. Okay, Li- yeah, Lima's buddies used to call uh, people pee-pee-poo-poo bitch boy. <laughs> <laughs> I used to get those texts all the time. It, may, it, may, it feels so good to say. <laughs> it's almost up there with soy boy. <laughs> oh, my God. There is a whole – so your friends are a little older than mine. Yeah. But there's a whole different dialect that we've taught each other. Uh, mm. uh, fatty, fatty, boombaladdy, which That's we originally one. got from, which we originally got from King of the King Hill. Of Hill. Yeah, when we were kids. Lima <laughs> goes, "What was that? Excuse me." Like it piqued Lima's interest. Ninety percent of the stuff I say off the air, in break, Lima doesn't pay attention to a single word of it. I said, "Fatty, fatty, boombaladdy," one time. Lima Made me like, laugh. So pardon much. me. What was that? It really did make me laugh so much. But yeah, pee pee poo poo bitch boy, I was doubled <laughs> over laughing at when I heard that from you and your buddy Jim. 
Uh, what the hell? Are we? Oh yeah, we're Tom very, Brady. We're very mature. Wait, somebody, somebody on Twitter. It's one of those things that catches on, and then everybody has to comment on. And somebody said something about, you know, at 30 years old, you really should be, you and your circle of friends should really not be discussing I Netflix. Saw that. You should be discussing books and podcasts. And I said, interesting. I turned 40, and we're all talking Euphoria dongs. <laughs> It is creepy. And I'm 35 and I'm intrigued. It, it, it is creepy that we're watching Euphoria because it really is. And they are using young actors and actresses, 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 and they're, Actri- they're half naked or completely naked You've seen this throughout show. the entire show. A little and bit. And they're exploring themes of obviously sexuality and gender, but also child pornography. I, I didn't think you were allowed to do that. I didn't think you were allowed to. Well, I'd have to go back and look at their ages then. But Maybe the, I'd well, have to no, look. You're allowed to be over 18 naked on TV. Okay, so you're saying none of them could possibly. But I don't think it's. I don't think there's a loophole even. I think that they do not. You're not allowed to. Mm. It, on TV. Wasn't on, Brooke Shields yes, basically in naked in the Blue Lagoon? But I thought maybe it's an agreement. Not that I've gone back and watched it. That would be creepy Maybe it's some weird agree- Yeah, maybe it would be some sort of weird agreement. Yeah. Like, because some... Somebody tried. Oh my god! I somebody tried to make a gag one time to me, and I'm like looking at him like no, because like some about Tracy Lords got brought up, and someone's like, oh yeah, oh, do, you, do you have does your dad have a Tracy Lords library? And I'm like, no, and they did not know. They were trying to like go along yeah. with the gag, yeah. And like, dude, Tracy Lords was not 18, right? My father does not have a library of that. Shut up. Like, that's it was bad. A, that's not was, good. It was considered a different time yes. back then. Um, well, it really wasn't, but it, it blew but up a corner. Yet, yet it's, it's weird about art, about art, how we look at art. And, of course, what's coming up now in just society is how we treat art and what should be banned, what shouldn't be banned. It's gone from a weird place for yeah. Tom Brady. Um, that's where it was always going to go. But, you, but I always thought, when it came to that, I always thought that that was the animation difference. Mm-hmm. Is animation, you can show anything. Right. And like, eat, like, there's something like I'm, I'm fine to watch anything in am, animation. And like, like F is for family. I told you. I know you haven't watched. I that still show haven't yet. seen it. You're not a big fan of animation, so I no. don't think you ever will. Uh, I love F is for family, Bill Burr, uh, but there is some, there is some really strong themes in that show. And uh, I don't know if you've ever seen Big Mouth. No. Same thing. Like some some of the stuff is like a little too much for even me. And I'm uh, you know, well. I, that's what I wonder. I was talking to Owen because Owen, you have six kids. Are they three sons, three daughters? Yes. And I thought to myself, if I was a parent right now, a would I allow my kids to watch that at a certain age? Would it be okay? Second of all, are we talking about the cartoons? Euphoria. Oh. The other, the other well, thing, the other thing was, would I feel like I had to watch it so that I know that this stuff is being broached at their age level? Well, here's what I found out a few years ago. Even so, the oldest one's fifteen. Um, the oldest boy right now is twelve, and there were things. So, what's what's the thing that you like that Squid Games? Yeah. Oh yeah. So I was like, ah, I don't know if he should be watching Squid Games yet. Well. He stays the night over at a friend's house, and he comes home. He's like, Dad, watch the whole Watch the game. whole thing? That's a sleepover? Uh, you know, a few years ago when Stranger Things came out, I was like, I don't know if we should be watching Stranger Things. Like, Dude, that one and, scene with Lady Gaga yeah. right at the beginning. Holy and I'm just like, Jesus. No, and, that was American Horror Story. That's right. But oh, still, like, all those yeah. shows, like my 15 and 14-year-olds, they have watched all of them. So I've just yeah, come, I mean, you're desensitized at I've some point. I've come to the conclusion that they've seen it. But, they I know about Desperado it. I watched Desperado with my buddy's grandmother. But and it's one that scene with Selma Hayek, and you're going, "Jeez, this is." Oh yeah, yeah. 
But see, it's one thing to just show, you know, when, when you're a kid and you watch war movies or good guys versus bad guys, any of those any of yeah. those things, you're desensitized. But right. these are hammering home yes. themes that they are being yes. faced with and in even, their real lives. I'm sure that she, that the older girls who are my high school girls have seen Euphoria and... There will be times where, like, we might even talk about the things, but if I'm watching shows like that, I'm like, you gotta leave. You gotta leave. We can't be in the room yeah. together. Boy, with that's yeah, that's I, interesting. I, yeah, that would be keep, I, that would I, be really creepy. I agree. I agree with Owen. Like, I, you know, I'm, I'm my parents were very because part of it's that I'm an only child. If, if I'd had two brothers or two sisters or something like that, I'm sure it'd be different. Um, but. And especially since my cousins are all much older than me or much younger than me. There's no, I have no cousins that are in my age group. And so that sucked. Like, it's pretty lonely other than my best friends. Like, I, I've said this before. I'm very, I'm much more attached to friends I grew up with than a lot of people who I'm blood relatives with. Like, I would save them before my own blood in some cases. There's some that I'm close. Like, my cousin Jimmy's a bit older than me, but Jimmy's a great guy, and I love Jimmy. Um, But I watched a lot of movies with my parents, and a lot of them had very adult themes in them mm-hmm. at times that it, it was kind of like, listen, like there's got to be some level of maturity here. Like, I, I've, I've had the joke before. You know how people would be sitting around in a car? They don't do it as much anymore, but you know the whole... um. How do I describe this motion when people are making jokes about guys being an idiot or a stupid joke or something like that? The um, just, the pounding off motion, yeah, I guess you would say. Okay, yeah. that'll work. So I remember, I remember I went over to my aunt's with my parents. My parents were playing cards. And I remember I was like getting, I think I was getting, there was a radio show host who was from Canton named Brother Love. And he had this big ass suburban, big suburban, and his license plate was Brother Love. And he's a great guy. He died a long time ago. Mm-hmm. It's basically like, he almost, he reminded me of Bleeding Gums Murphy from The Simpsons. And I remember he sent me to get his smokes out on the porch. It was summertime or whatever. I came in, I brought the smokes in, and they were all laughing or something. He's like, yeah, and he like made the motion. And I thought it was the coolest thing I ever saw. And they were laughing at him. So I'm like in baseball practice. I'm seven years old. My dad's the coach. It's and like, his kid boots it over at third base. I'm like, come on. My dad's like, what are you doing? I'm like, what are you talking about? Like, I, I got – it's a bad example when you think about it, but I, I saw a lot of things that, yeah, I was, a little, I was a little too young to see. And you could always say that I think I'm pretty well adjusted, but my mind's pretty warped in a lot of ways, just like yours. So but we, we I would had, argue. On my aunt's street, though, but I had a bunch of older people down yeah. the street, and yeah. that's why I got indoctrinated – at a younger age, I was not protected from that. Well, what my thing is, is that, you know, to me, it's still in a lot of ways has to be tastefully done. This is my problem with this Euphoria show. I've not seen it. Mm-hmm. I went down a rabbit hole yesterday because of you and Owen about, I'm turning my mic off to cough. Is that affecting this? Okay. Because I wonder if the board was messed up. No, your mic just sucks. Okay. I went, I went down this rabbit hole, and it's just... One penis after another on you on Twitter. I typed in euphoria. I only had to type in euphoria, and it's just one swinger after another, like mm-hmm. one big hammer after another. I'm going. All right, are we doing this in an artistic way? In a in a. Or you think it's just shock value? Yeah, like if you watch like Dewey Cox, right? You remember mm-hmm. the scene? Yeah. 
And all of a sudden that, and it's there for shock value and humor because it's right there next to his head and it's right in your face if you're watching on the on the big screen. Or like Boogie Nights. Yes, or Boogie Nights for uh. that matter. Which is weird. I wish they never showed it at the end. It was weird. I wish they Paul should've Thomas never. Anderson would have just, it would have just cut away. It's like Rosemary's yeah. Baby. They never show the baby exactly. at the end. Exactly. It's, it's, um, it's uh, Maris in mm. uh, Frasier. They never show mm. Niles' ex-wife or at one point current wife. Would that be called? Is that a is that a canard? I don't know. In the in the motion picture industry. Yeah. But I'm going. Are we just showing TNA to titillate? Because to be like, I I don't want to just hit people over the head with toilet humor, mm. and I don't want to be hit over the head with toilet humor. Like the, uh, we've all done it. Even you and I on show like a little bit like risque here and there. And like, mm. did I force that? I don't want to force it. But there's been some lines that you've said that just have brought the house down. And I think they've been, yes, pushing the envelope a little bit, but I just think they were well-timed and not in the fashion of just, we're just going to do TNA and fart jokes all mm-hmm. day long. Like, I don't want that. And so I'm worried, like, if I go try to go watch that show, which I probably won't because I don't get to a lot of television like that, uh, I don't think that's what I'm in for. I don't think that's what I want to see. Like, if it's just if it's just these people portraying high school kids, is that what it is? I do not want to see that. I don't want to see the girls. I don't see and the I boys. I mean, they're I younger. They're, I think Zendaya is 19 or 20. I don't think she's. Okay. Like, I can handle adult themes with younger people when it comes to mm-hmm. adults. But when it comes to that, I'm like, I'm not interested in that. Well, it's, it, it'll make you uncomfortable. If you watch with your wife, you'll, you will be absolutely uncomfortable. Okay. Well, then I might. Well, that's something like I don't watch Succession with my wife. Like, you don't? Really? No. She, oh, I was she's thinking of MacGuffin, not, into that not Canard. Of... A MacGuffin. Oh, okay. A MacGuffin. That was bothering me. That sounds good. That's the thing MacGuffin they never show. Better. They talk about it, but they never show. The MacGuffin, MacGuffin sounds like a show, like a yeah. cop show that you'd see on an episode of Family Guy. <laughs> yeah. Like, oh, we're watching MacGuffin. Go ahead. What were you going to say? No, that? I just, she's not into that type of, um, like, it, Succession is a comedic show, I guess. Yeah. More than anything, it's a comedy. A comedic I, drama. Yeah, she's not into that. What like, is it? Is it too profane? Uh, probably. Oh, I wanted to run this by you. I was walking out to my truck yesterday, and I mumbled a cuss word to myself. And I was thinking about, I'm watching, so I'm three years late to succession. And Liz and I love the show. Mm. We'll finish up with Tom Brady. All right, what the hell? I don't know. It's the podcast. You know what you're getting by now. If you're coming for sports, you're in the wrong business. So we're brought to you by Extend, by the way, which you can watch Succession and Euphoria on a great Extend Technologies. I mean, that's perfect. I mean, good God, 100 inches of brilliance. I don't know if you want to see that in 100 inches, but you know what? That's what it is. That's what it is. That's fine, too. Or the end of Boogie Nights. No, the end of Boogie Nights. 13 or 14, right? The Colonel. Yeah. His eyes. I'll never forget that. So... William H. Macy, poor guy. Jeez oh, he was geez. so good in that movie. He plays that character in like three movies that all came out around I that same time so where he was so sad and pathetic. For him. I feel so bad for him. I'm like, come on, William, you're a good looking guy. Don't let don't let Nina Hartley do that to you. Mm. Which she's one of the queens, by the way. Let's just be honest. Mm. I mean, Nina Hartley. Amazing. Anyway, um, so watch, like we started watching Succession. I was like, everybody's been talking about this show. Speaking of one of the podcasts I listen to, they have they've had basically the entire cast of Succession now on their show. Which one is that? Fresh Air. Oh yeah. Okay. Okay. So I think people will be surprised by me. Listen. To that. So finally, I go. You know what? I want to watch a show. Well, Liz, without me knowing, got HBO now. 
So I'm like, oh my God, it's Kismet. Liz, we got to try this show out. Everybody's been talking about it. Everybody loves it. We got to try it out. Owen told me about it because I'm like, everybody says I'm going to hate the characters when I first watching it. And so I'm like, I didn't know if I wanted to go through that. We're four episodes in. It's early. Liz and I love Mad Men. It is our show. I mean, it's a lot of people's show, but it's one of our mm-hmm. shows together. This show has has what it takes to be the next Mad Men for us. And I'm four episodes in. It's brilliant. It's it's dramatic. But one of the things, they cuss so much. And I go, man, like Lima has always harped on me. Like I don't just go up in front of strangers mm-hmm. and F-bomb or anything like that. But Lima's like, hey, you want to watch that mouth? You cuss a lot. Lima, Lima's came after me about the amount of times I've cussed in front of him. <laughs> Which is crazy because yeah, Lima like, can cuss I don't too. like it either. I don't like how much. Cuss. Yeah. Well, Owen and I, Owen was in the armed services. I might I, cuss the most in the. I had. I have <laughs> no. I have no excuse. And Lima has kind of badgered me a bit about like, hey, you gotta clean it up a little bit. And I watch that show, and I mean, they are just dropping f bomb after f bomb. I'm going. These are supposed to. No, I know it's a TV show. These. This is a family of billionaires. Billionaires with a B. And you got Brian Cox telling people to bleep off and things like that. I'm That's like, his catchphrase, the entire whoa, show, yeah. Well, whoa. You think of them as high society, <clears throat> and you don't think of high society but, as that. Yes, but yeah. there is this, but you're thinking, okay, if I'm not there, if, if you have Brian Cox money, or I should say Logan Roy money, I guess you can say whatever you want to anybody. Because this is how brilliant it is. You notice some of these things if you think about the show afterwards. His son. Tells the guy at the bank, I'm only four episodes into this thing, F off. And there's that long pause, and the guy's like, I don't appreciate foul language, and I don't appreciate it said to me, you and I will speak through an intermediary from here from on. From here on, yeah. And it's like, Logan Roy can say that. Logan Roy's 80 years old, and he's the king. You're just his son to these people. So I'm interested to see how this thing plays out, because right now, everybody loves Kieran Culkin. Everybody loves him. Everybody loves his character, Roman. I'm like, this guy is deplorable. He is the worst. This is not a human being. The 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 so so far they had like the um the charity ball and he he has his girlfriend give her number. She's talking to that waiter. She gives her number to that waiter and then like they're ending the night, they're going to sleep together and that phone is ringing from that waiter. And that's his psychological thing of telling, "You're not leaving me. I'm a billionaire. That mm-hmm. guy's an effing waiter." And I'm like, this is this is creepy. This is mean and creepy. There's the other things he does in the office. And yes, he's great for one line. Like, he's great in lines. But I'm like, he, that guy is evil. Evil. Alan Ruck is fantastic. Mm-hmm. Um, Logan Roy is great. The woman who plays Jerry, I think Jerry's going to end up being my favorite by the time this mm-hmm. is all over. I can see that. Lima snickered, so I don't know if that's going to work out. Um, I So there's a couple of spoilers here. I know that the daughter... And her to-be husband, Yeah, I know she treats him like dirt, right? Yeah. Eventually. Oh, yeah. She doesn't so far, but she's going to. And it seems to be Kendall, the uh, the one who's supposed to be in line, is the, is the, I know he had his coke problem previously from what it seems, but he seems to be the most likable, nicest character here, which is probably going to be like this weird Michael Corleone transition over time. Don't agree with me. Just say, no, you don't need to say, do not poker face me. The way I'm seeing this right now is that he's going to have a Michael Corleone transition because if he wants to be the CEO, he's just going to have to be a, a mean, mean individual. 
And the reason he's not the CEO is because, I mean, his father tells him in what, episode one? You're just not mean enough. Then the guy has a but you'll stroke see, for crying out Yeah, you'll see over the next few seasons, just there'll be a... There'll be an evolution there. Well, maybe maybe it's the opposite of an so, evolution. Oh, okay. I love hearing you talk about it four episodes in because it's Anthony and years. I know what's about to happen. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, but he does are be- you going to do this in chunks like I did because I didn't start until before season three, so I watched season one and two yeah. quickly, like in two weeks. Really? And then uh, I... <clears throat> Once I caught up, you know, it's the weekly thing, like, when it yeah. comes out. Are you going to give yourself some space in between? Because I'd be interested to hear an update each week. Liz wanted to watch yesterday. We were going to – Liz wanted to watch episode five. I'm like, Liz, Cavs are playing. And they lost right. last night. I got to watch the Cavs. And so she was a little disappointed. Tonight, Cavs have an off night. I might watch it. We'll see. You know, I got a lot of stuff to do after the podcast, be frank. So I don't know how it's all going to work out because if I'm later – like we got to get adjusted to the new schedule. Liz's mom's actually retiring here soon, so that's going to be a lot of help. Right. But if I'm later, that tends to throw everybody's schedule later. Like the boys go to bed later, and then all of a sudden it's eight o'clock, and it's like, eh, do I really want to well, get worked up here? So we'll see how the night goes. We really do our our, and I say, like I say, this show's not for my wife. Now we did watch Ozark together, and this show kind of is on those same lines. It's not as lewd, I guess, is probably the word. I, I'm glad you brought up Ozark. We, but we, we didn't watched, finish it. No, we watched the first season, and I go, I can't, I can't do this. There's no let me up. There's right. none. Like in Succession, right? Like mm-hmm. Jesus, you owe three and a half billion dollars to this company, and and like you know, I'm, I'm sitting there going in my head. I go, they're on season three. Somehow they're going to get themselves out of this. Don't be stupid. But you get caught up in the story, and then there's like. So so when Logan Roy goes in there and takes a leak in his son's his son's office, and he, his son goes, and they're like, well, do we know it's him? And Kendall Roy goes, you just think people just come in here to take a piss all the time? Like, like, and it's true, but there's there's comedic things to ease the tension. There's none of that in Ozark. None of it. And I, I make these situations stressful. Anth- arguing with Anthony, this is going to sound so bad, but I'm going to say it. Arguing with Anthony and knowing that he can embarrass me in front of thousands of people, even though I can't see those people. That's all we have. Is a, I'm not going to sit there and say hi. There's a lot of people who listen, and we're thankful for all of you. But knowing that if I'm really felt on feeling something and Lima has trapped me, which has happened over a handful of times, and I could really embarrass myself, is stress-inducing. So I sit there and think, I get enough stress trying to argue with Lima, which Lima's been pretty nice to me We don't recently. even argue that much, though. But that's because you've been nicer to me. You haven't been pounding at me because there's been a lot of things. Well, I don't think like, you, well, we agree on this. There was a lot of that. times early in the show where you walked right into it. Yes, I did. <laughs> I've gotten better right at not in walking it. into it. And I've gotten better at remembering what he says <laughs> and prepare. And frankly, preparing for the argument. God, I don't even Knowing remember Knowing places what I say. that he might go to. Oh, it's like the show got better because you were... Ready to battle. I didn't know how to argue with him. I didn't know how to argue with him. And so there was a lot of times I'd drive home and I'd get so effing mad because I couldn't think. And then it would be terrible. I'd make the show worse because I'd try to bait him into the same thing the next day. So we'd just be arguing the same thing every day. I will still, to this day, not understand, though. I always thought it was awesome to have a knockdown drag out with you because we both 
were so mad, yeah. so loud, but then I always thought we would transition into, you know, making fun at each other and, of course, our own expense. Yeah. And yet people are like, this is unlistenable. We do not like this at all. Because they didn't know it. And I'm like, I love hearing people argue on radio and TV, but maybe that's why First Take works for some people and doesn't work for others. But I, 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 I also think you think- guys are going to be provided those. You haven't had those opportunities with the, you know, the Browns are the main focus in town. It's not just a yeah. show. It's in town. And they really didn't provide any opportunity for that last year. Would they it have go- to be over a quarterback? Is that what we need to get I don't big think arguments? It's just over a quarterback. No, but it is over coaches, the, leaders, the, the team, leadership of the team. The team is still good. Yeah. When we started, the team was terrible. And you could say, well, they're eight, nine. They're not good. No, they're talented. So there were philo- philosophical differences on how to build the team. Okay, yes, so if there were. philosophical differences, you're going to have passionate arguments. And I still think – I think we have passionate arguments. I just think you don't notice them as much. Maybe I don't. Because I, I think we have – what? Ca- the Cavs are going to provide some of this in the yes, next they couple are. weeks too. Yes, they are. But I, I also think that you're not as frustrated. There might be a little bit more leeway. And I do think that for a lot of people – this is weird how this has taken a turn here – you know, they didn't know really how we talked to each other then, and we really didn't know how. So we'd say some really nasty things to each other, and at first I think they were just uncomfortable. And then I think that some people have gotten used to that, and they know it's okay. Because, um, uh, frankly, you and I have said things to each other that would end other shows. I'm just surprised that people want to hear people on the radio agree every day. I don't think they do. I, I don't think they do. I think they want to hear us argue. I just don't think they want to hear us argue. Like they don't want to. They don't want to hear us contrive arguments. And we don't do that. Which there are a ton of people that do that in this industry. And that is maybe so. Like I can't. I think if you start contriving arguments, you're going to go down a really bad path where you don't trust each other. Because and we have done the old switcheroo. I've said something to you, thinking that you're going to. I did it to you a couple weeks ago. I said, "Oh yeah, I feel that way," and then I totally. (laughs) 180 you and you got pissed at me and then that became the argument and i was happy about that i was glad to set you up for that but i think that there's a lot of times where i think they people contrive things and then they don't trust each other over time because they don't necessarily know what the person stands for and then they don't know what to think and they get very frustrated and i think listeners can even though they're listening they can hear right through that so that's kind of the way i feel about that We'll have arguments again. There was a day that you left the studio a few weeks ago because of a way that I told oh, somebody. Oh, it was I'm... last week. I was pissed. It was Mary Kay. I was actually mad about that. And what was, what was It was frustrating. You told you said something. I asked the question. You went, Ken, come on. <laughs> and you got really essy with me. And, like, I could just, like, some days, you guys, you guys know this. I can't look at my, I can't look at my phone and I can't look at the computer during the show. Because I know, and it's not even our, half the time it's not even our freaking fault. Somebody else in the media has said something and then we're just going to bear the brunt because we're the ones on right then. And I knew, I asked the the Baker question, it was Baker or Brown's question or someone. Lima said, come on, and then I was pissed. So I left during the interview. That's how that went down. Uh, Pally Boy says, Lima's the kid in school everyone told the STFU. <laughs> Problem is now he has a mic and a Twitter account. It's actually not true. I was a uh, I was a man of the people back in high school. I was wow. class treasurer four years. I was on student council. Can we talk about? This I was too? voted class clown. Can we talk about this too? We're brought to you by Extend Technologies. I had this thought earlier today, and I should bring this to the show as well at some point. Remind me, like during like graduation season or something. So I 
I played high school football. wasn't very good. I did have a lot of friends, all right? I don't lie about anything that happened in high school to my detriment. Did have a lot of friends. Pretty affable guy. I missed a golden opportunity. I I have no recollection of us going to the high school basketball games. And that's all we did. I'm like, get loud, be obnoxious, say terrible things to the other team. Didn't you, have did, the principal come warn you, all that stuff. I, I'm like, oh or, my or God, get suspended, so which bad. happened to me on two different occasions that's my incredible. senior year. That's incredible. No, one my junior year. Live was, it got suspended. One my junior Wait, you got year. got suspended at basketball games? Yeah, so I got, oh, I got suspended. Oh. Um, well, I had to walk out of there like Bobby Knight. Let's make it official. No, but then I did the Bobby Valentine and went into the opposing section <laughs> and wore a hat. It's oh why God. it's why I had a Michigan hat because I borrowed somebody's hat and I have a Michigan hat and it actually ended up fitting well and I used to wear it from time to time. Remember, I didn't go to Ohio State. Oh yet. my God! I didn't have the love you for Ohio told State me yet. That. Yeah, so I went into the I went to the other side. It was at uh, district district finals yeah, in Madison. I got kicked out. Showed up on the other side. And when I, the referee and our principal came down, kicked me out of the game. The referee stopped the game because I was tormenting the referee about calls so bad that they walked me out. I snuck back in, had the had a buddy because we didn't have cell phones. If I'm I said, basketball, so I would have wanted to power bomb you if I was that. Ref. Yeah, so I said, uh, uh, "Hey, open up the back door and let us in." So I went in and hid with another friend with that Michigan cap in the upper section at Madison, which is where West G played uh, the districts. And somehow I got spotted. Somehow I got in trouble. I got in-school suspension for three days. I denied it, too. You had to sit there for three days? I denied it. I totally lied. Totally lied. You know what was all lied till you die? That was the Anthony Lima motto back then. That's great. And I just lied, lied, lied. And they said, sorry, we had too many people report you. Axel's been been snitching. I've been trying to teach him a lesson. So I'm glad you brought that up. Go ahead. If it would have been a Michigan State, a green hat would have blended in there. And you would have been fine. (laughs) I can't believe you did that. Yeah, because yeah. Double A brought up, and happy birthday to him. Double A brought up, he's like, well, we went to volleyball games. I was like, we went to a lot of volleyball games. Because it was usually right after football practice. So you go get done with football, and then you just go upstairs. Because we had a, congratulations on all Perry's success. We had a boys' gym, and then we had a women's gym. They actually used to be the old gym. Like, they built it onto the school, and they added a new gym. So then they used the old gym, and that's where the volleyball games were. And we'd go, and like there were a lot of people at the volleyball games. And I I look back and go, why did I never go to the basketball? They were games? so much and fun. Me, and and the worst part about it is me and my other buddies, like twelve of us, didn't go to basketball games. I'm going, why do we not go? I'm like, this was it was never broached with so, my buddies who played so basketball. Wait, wait. It, like, why did we never talk about this? Why didn't they call us so, a piece of crap? I know, for not coming. Did you guys have a good tradition at all for basketball? They played. Uh, um, Born to run when they came out, and the players would throw shirts. Okay, and that's it. But I mean, was your was there any success from your school that made um, it basketball? Because you guys were football. No, at that time, no, and it was actually famous because not famous. We had a decent basket. There were a couple of years in the early nineties, like we had a guy who went to Gannon, okay, and like a seven footer, and they were pretty good. And there were a couple of nice years, and then like they were really bad. And then when my buddies were playing high school basketball, they were okay. And they went to section – no, the first round of the playoffs, whatever they were, I was writing – I was doing because I wanted to be in sports. And I wrote an article, a com, a, a column for the school newspaper. Wow, a scribe. Sports, 
And I wrote this thing Skinny about how Perry, Perry basketball could surprise people. While the problem was, is Perry played the basketball game and they got beat by like 50. The article came out <laughs> after they played the basketball game and I had guys who were pissed off. Buddies who were pissed. They thought I wrote the thing. Oh, my God. To be a dick. Satire. Thinking yeah. I was being satirical, knowing that they they lost it. Hey, it's oh, Norm they Chad. Got hammered. It was like an embarrassingly bad game. Mm. Yeah. And they thought I was being a dick about it. <laughs> and I wasn't. I swear to God. And so I had to, like, go I'm like, I was, uh, like, begging them. What was the guy's name? Mr. Brothers. I was, like, br- I brought these guys down to the office going, dudes. I did not. I didn't call them dudes. I don't know why I said that. <laughs> Broskies. Broskies. Brohamptons. Brohams. Mm. I didn't write it, bros. I didn't do it. And even then, they were like, eh, F you. Like, part of that was a little <laughs> bit of an F you. But, yeah, I did. we didn't go to the bathroom. And, like, me, and I can't think of any of my buddies who did. I'm like, why did we not do that? Go there, paint up, act like an ass. Well, part of it. I mean, especially it was, when you had a driver's we, license and yes. things like that. Yeah. Once I got my driver's yeah. license, we went to all the games. Yeah. Well, what, par- yeah, what a missed part opportunity. Of it was, so, we had these rivalries because we were thieves. Uh, thieves. Oh, fun. We're thieves. That's we fun. stole so much stuff from other schools. And then like idiots, yes. like idiots, we'd bring it back to the scene of the crime and unveil the banners. <laughs> and of course, immediately get walked out of the gym and get in trouble and get suspended and or have to go fun, to a though. seminar. But what were we thinking? We're like, this will get them. But part of it was West G had some when we were younger, went to state, went to the Final Fours in Columbus. Yeah. So basketball was kind of in the water at West G back then. And so it was always about the den. We were called the den at the Wolverina and we would jam up. I mean, we'd have theme nights. We had costume nights. We had khakis and and dress shirt and tie nights. And the whole thing would be, how can you outsmart the other student section? How can you use better cheers? That's what we would do. That I mean, it sounds awesome. do- it sounds dorky. No, that's awesome. And then we'd uh, go to McDonald's after the game, and there would be fistfights. It absolutely and that's would what be fistfights. Even better, we'd go like when I was my butt. We went to a we went to a playoff basketball game at the Civic Center, and like Fairless was there, and they were doing this. Who is that following? Who is that following? And they were like, <laughs> I mean, they were they uh, they were great. And I'm like, we never. And now I look back and I go, we never participated. Why didn't we do that? It was so much much fun. fun. And they can hear you. That's the great thing is that the players on the floor can hear you at high school games. That was the only thing we did was if you missed your first shot, we were yelling, shoot it as soon as it got in your hands just to get in their heads. We tormented psychologically some of the players. And I have to imagine – that uh, that that stuck with them over oh, time and, high and ruined kids. their lives. Oh, they're, they're probably so easy to rattle. Now. Yes, they are. They're so easy to rattle. I and mean, why did I do it? Why like why can't thirty five year old Ken go back and tell sixteen year old Ken get your ass to the basketball game with your buddies? Well, Let's go do this. You know who can do something? Thirty five year old Ken can go to Streetsboro this Friday night. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, and get in Aurora's ass. You want to really you better get ready for it. <laughs> You want to really act out euphoria and what's happening in the, in the stories? Have Ken at 35 show up. I'd be like that guy with the plant on his head from that from Varsity Blues. Yes. I'm a big dummy. I'm about to get hit in the nuts. Um, you got anything on more on Tom Brady? I just never enjoyed watching him all that much. Have, have you have you read so much already about Tom Brady yeah. with the half retirement? It's like. Guys, he's not dead. Like I I've seen enough of the fawning over Tom Brady. I almost don't want to talk about it. And I love Tom Brady. And Brad, I don't want to talk honestly, about it. To, and I didn't watch his reality show. I think almost he's been overexposed at this point. But it's been so many years. So I applaud him for doing all that. I would I never lo- watch Man of the, the Only. Yet. The I, only thing I would say is just he he's the first guy that 
I watched, he started right after I graduated high school, and now my kids, who are very much involved in the NFL, also watched. I just so feel, uh, here, that, there's but. a disconnect for me. I don't know why he was so much better than everybody. I know it's obvious. Well, you no, know, he, he read defenses, and he was accurate. No, no, I need more. I want to know what he figured out in terms no, of you're right there. in terms of his body, in terms of breaking down film, maybe the Belichick advantage. I would love to know and hear him. Like I'd almost like to hear him in a booth. I know he'll never do this. I would love to hear him break down what he's seen, like Romo does, and and see if there's like we just assume Romo knows everything. What if what if right next to Romo was Tom Brady and Brady's like no, no that's see Tony that's why you threw all those interceptions. Yeah. Because actually, you're completely wrong. I would love like to how see great that. would that be? I think guys getting an argument in a booth would be incredible. I can't believe we haven't seen more of that. People don't all think the same way in football. They don't watch film all the same way. It's not a binary. You're right. You're wrong. Yeah. Like there are instincts involved. Right. There are different tells that you're reading. I would love to hear that, but we just assume that every color analyst in the booth is knocking it out of the park, and that the coaches agree with them. I guarantee you that when Tony Romo, if he were to on Monday break down the film of a team with the coach of that team. He'd be like, no, Tony, you're actually, that's not our hot route. Yeah. Like that's actually not how we call it. Yes. But God, we don't that'd know. That'd be so great. I, I'll i say because of Brady and you can bring up the flag gate, whatever. I don't, I don't care. I enjoyed watching him when he was, when he was younger, just to see all the other things like long hair, Tom Brady. I, I wasn't a big, and it was fan. a great story though. Six yeah. round, six round draft. Yes. Pick. And I, I also think that that might've been, because we always say the worst players are some of the best coaches. Mm. You know what I mean? Like, Bill Belichick did not play football at a very high level. Yeah. Uh, you know, Don Shula, and by, by today's standards, probably would have never played in the no. NFL, but, you know, then was a, you know, was, a, was a backup guy, a taxi squad guy. They're not bad players per se, but they're not the best. Like, you hear about great players, they don't make great coaches. He is obviously the best to do it, but when you're splitting time, what was it, Drew Henson? Was it Drew Henson? At, at Michigan, yeah. Like, you're at yeah. Michigan, and you're, you're talking about transferring, and, you know, like, it, it's still, like, you, you really, he found out what it was like to really go tooth and nail. And then he was so good at never letting it get to him. Like, I brought up Ben Roethlisberger all the time. Like, Ben Roethlisberger lived fat for a long time, and I think it cost them Super Bowls. I do. I, I think that Tom Brady never allowed himself for 22 years, really. I never think he allowed himself to not look for the advantage. And that you take that any way you want. He never stopped trying to find the advantage. Mm. And then what I think made him even more entertaining is that in the final six, seven years, you're playing against guys who were in diapers when you won your first Super Bowl. You think about that. I mean, you got if you got twenty if you're playing with rookies, he won his first Super Bowl win, 2000, 2001. Mm-hmm. Well, thank you, have, you have guys who are toddlers. Greg Newsom was born in 2000. Yeah, exactly. Tom exactly. Brady won the 2001 Super Bowl. And what you're seeing with him, like these guys are, okay, six, seven, eight years old when he wins his first Super Bowl. They're so young. He starts winning games on his aura. There is a belief that game against the Rams, they ended up losing. You thought they were going to win. Because there is a thought that this is Brady, you're not him, this is what's supposed to happen. Mm-hmm. And now with him gone, who's that next guy? Does It It could still be Mahomes someday. I'm not going to overreact and freak out. Mahomes got has a ton of football ahead of him. It might be Burrow. 
It might be a guy we it could be Herbert. No one's even talking about him yet. There's I don't know, but I don't know who's gonna be that next guy where I'm me and I'm in rarefied air and you're you. And while this is great for you, I'm of a different level and I'm gonna beat you. Twenty eight to three, come back. The the twenty one to three, that type of stuff. And to the point where you I don't know if you saw Andrew Hawkins tweet where he said when he got signed by the Patriots, you went up to him and said it was an honor to meet him. And and Tom Brady said, "This ain't no effing meet and greet. What are you like? What are you doing? Like, it's a different type of guy." And so that was part of the fun I like watching. Where I don't think we're ever going to see that again. I'm better than you. You're supposed to lose, and even if you're ahead, something's in your head. That's the thing. I'll it's miss. just I, I just look at the other. No, we got to go. I look at these other sports and LeBron James. I get it. I get why he's going to go down in history as maybe the best ever. Look at him. And then look at the work and all that. Tom Brady, it just doesn't, in, a, in an era where everybody wants mobile quarterbacks, he's not mobile, although he's got more mobility now than he's ever had his whole career, which is weird. Those are the things that I feel like I don't know what makes him tick. I still don't understand. This is the best thing. Write this down. We're going to do this on the show tomorrow. Why Michael Myers reminds me of Tom Brady, and it's not why you think. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. Hey everyone, Boomer Esiason here. The NFL Draft is behind us and your favorite team is now gearing up for week number one. The free Odyssey app puts you right in the middle of the pro football conversation with the biggest sports radio stations from across the country. The local voices who know your team the best, giving you their unfiltered takes on the current state of your squad. It's always football season right here on the free Odyssey app. 